This episode of the CubeCast is brought to you in part by J.T. Malpin, Tom, Will You Have My Babies, and Roe Hessler, I'm on a horse. Alright. Let's get this started! Oh, shit, wrong button. <laughs> bloop, bloop. Last week on CubeCast. So I, 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 as I said, I think Germany will are doing too well. They like beat Argentina four one, England four two. They're like thrashing everyone. Yeah, so gonna, it should be a good game tonight. They're gonna take a go Deutschland. Mm. I just can't see it. No way. Okay. Holland all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and try as they might. There's no Dutch dynamite. Spain are the world champions at last. Spain are the world champions at last. Spain are the world champions at last. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the CubeCast. My name is Andrew Kang as always, and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Barlow. Tom, what's up? What up? I'm, uh, cool. I'm same old, you know, chilling. Oh. Yeah, we got some big stuff going on. We have sponsors now. Yeah. Oh, two my. people. Two people. That's better than one. That's better than zero. We have JT Malpin, and uh, he had a little weird shout-out for you, Tom. What, what's your response? Uh, I, um, yeah, he said, um, he, he said, will I have his babies? And if he's offering them, I'll take them off his hands. That's cool, yeah. I'll probably get some good money for them, I guess. I was, I was thinking that you will actually physically have the babies, but, you know, you are willing That'd to. That would just be silly. Come on, this is a silly show. Anyway, we also have <laughs> Roe Hessler, and he's on a horse. And yeah, allegedly. That's from the Old Spice commercial, if you don't know about that. You should go watch oh, it. Oh, I've seen loads of um, those Old Spice things recently. They're pretty yeah. funny. Like the, that, guy. that black guy just doing, being awesomely handsome and doing some weird stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the rapport he has just with a camera. Yeah. Uh, announcement number two. We now have CubeCast t-shirts. They're $15 each with free shipping. Um, if you don't know, uh, go to the website, cubecastpodcast.com. Go to the store section, and it's pretty much the CubeCast logo. It's a black t-shirt. Some people wanted orange for some reason. Yeah, I think the logo is pretty cool. Like, I was surprised how well you've done it, to be honest. You know, not, not to dish your skills or anything, but you know. Come on, cool. I'm Asian. I can do anything. I just pulled my <laughs> Asian card right there. Uh, I, my favorite part is the little antenna on top of the cube, like yeah, we're broadcasting. Nice yeah, it's pretty amazing. You should all buy the shirt. Um, I'm sorry that it's not orange. You know, uh, I liked black better because I don't. I I have yellow skin, and complementing <laughs> that with bright orange is you know kind of disease on the eyes. But uh, order them now because. In about a week or two, seven to ten days, I'm going to make actually order the t-shirts in one bulk order because it's cheaper that way. 
and um, I'm going to close down the store after that until the next batch. So, uh, okay, so people been... who just pre-ordered it will get it? Yeah, it's right now it's on a pre-order basis for 7 to 10 days, and after that it's going to be closed. And I'm oh, only so gonna buy... They're going to be like collector's items. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm only going to order a few extra for some people I have in mind, but uh, if you want the shirt... $15 free shipping. You'll get it in early to mid-August, depending on when the shirts finish. So order them now. It's going to be worth uh, probably $10 in a couple years, you know, degrading <laughs> value. That, that's not why you want to sell it, though. You want people to buy it because they want them. Of course. My awesome and photoshopping skills do. going to work right there. <laughs> Where does the money go? Well, funny fact, when I made the podcast... It cost me about a hundred dollars to put it online, and uh, it cost me nothing. <laughs> cost, cost you to be British so on the show. Yeah, it cost uh, myself Andrew Kang one hundred dollars. So it goes into uh, making me go even on the show. It also pays for website hosting, uh, microphones. I bought my microphone with my own money, and if we have enough, we're gonna get Tom a microphone so he sounds sexy like me. And, um, yeah, I should actually I should take a picture of my microphone and upload it because it's hilarious. Like, um, it's basically made out of sellotape. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll upload a picture after we do this. All right. Um, and what else does it pay for? It's gonna pay for Joey getting a freaking haircut. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> yeah, his head does look kind of like a microphone. Yeah, it's kind of nasty. Joey, get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, upcoming in about uh, two weeks, uh, it's going to be the U.S. Open 2010. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to do a live CubeCast streaming. It's going to be in video. It's going to be all three days of the competition. It's going to be uh, 2 to 3 p.m. on every single competition day. Um, we're gonna interview a lot of people, answer your questions, and you know, generally uh, talk about what's going on in the competition. If you have ideas on what you want to see on the show, because it's gonna be live, video, and audio. Well, of course, it's gonna be audio if it's video too. But that was redundant. Um, email your ideas, cubecast at gmail.com, because we have three hours to fill over the span of three days, and we really need your ideas or we're just gonna sit there for an hour smiling yeah i um i won't be there but i'll try and come on the show in some kind of form like yeah we're gonna have a live chat too so if you're yeah yeah i'll, I'll watch it yeah. Awesome. yeah it'll be awesome um rss feed uh i'm i'm working on that right now um since episode one and two features copyrighted music um right now i'm working on de-copywriting them so that uh I can upload it to iTunes soon and Zoom if people want it on Zoom. So Does hopefully anyone around. Does even have a Zoom anymore? I have a Zoom. Shut up. Really? Yeah, they're amazing. Probably I'd rather have an iTouch, but you know, <laughs> it's yeah. still good. Yeah, hopefully by episode four or five, we're gonna have it up on iTunes. And uh, we actually have a user question. Uh, Seth Hovland uh, asks. How did you get into cubing, and how long did it take you to get sub-minute? So basically what he wants is our cubing history. Tom, you want to go yeah. first? Well, I did, a, um, I did a post on this on the forum quite a while ago. Um, well, not a while ago. It basically it detailed my history. But a sharp version of it is I, um, I learned Petrus, the Petrus method, 
back in 2005, I think, because I got a Paraminx for Christmas in uh, 2004, and um, basically that started me cubing and stuff. And I think after like a month or two, I was under a minute, and then I decided to switch to uh, Brew for some reason, and then went back to over a minute again, and then eventually <laughs> just down again, whatever. Oh, okay. And uh, my cubing history... Um started in October 2005, I believe. Uh, a friend of mine in orchestra demonstrated a 75-second solve. I thought that was the most amazing thing in the world. When I asked him to teach me, he said he's actually creating a cube club. That year, I joined the cube club. It took me a week to solve it my first time. Um, and from then on, I got freaking average, I guess. Um, in 2007... I got second place in the world championship in Hungary. I got to meet Erno. Oh, we made out a little bit. Not a lot, but that's actually, <laughs> that's actually, that's actually false. So don't <laughs> quote me on that. Um, and then in 2008, um, I became US champion. 2009, I wasn't able to actually go to the competition. Hopefully in 2010, uh, I'll place in top three. There's a lot of competition this time, but that's my overall cubing history. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, um, you said like you saw someone solve it in seventy-five seconds. I remember watching a video before I could really speak. It was someone solving it in thirty-three seconds. I was just amazed. It was ridiculous because I've never yeah, seen we it. We talked about before. this before, but uh, Chris Hardwick speed blind a long time ago. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That made we're, me we're crap my house. pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's and then also, you know. Uh, his hairstyle made, made the back of my uh, neck here stand up, so that was also good. Um, Speedline's so hard, by the way. Like, tracing pieces for hours is ridiculously annoying. I, I don't see how, um, you know, Lucas Garren finds it so much fun. Oh. Maybe he doesn't. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's our cubing history. And let's move on to bringing out Chris Hardwick. Our guest for episode three is the crazy hairstyle guy, general nice guy, Chris Hardwick. Chris, how are you, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Doing pretty well. It's awesome to have you on. Yeah, no, I yeah, appreciate sure. it. I mean, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, before we start, um, I, people have been bugging me about episode two. Uh, let's Let's just get this over with. Is your name pronounced Chris Hardwick? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah the, um, okay. The, what was it? Tester's Why? Video. What do they think? It? Yeah. What listen. Think hey, hey, listeners! I got his name right. Stop bugging me about names. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. This sounds spot on. <laughs> okay. Now we got that over with. Well, the thing is, like, you pronounced Felix wrong, and it's not like Felix is particularly hard to pronounce anyway. Yo, le let's leave Felix out of this. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm just oh, an Asian yeah. trying to make a podcast. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, you and I had a little adventure earlier this week trying to get Skype set up. Uh, yeah, that was that was a bit interesting. I um, I'm not the most computer savvy, and uh, all of my 
an old desktop, which is actually what I'm using now, that is like, I mean, like, the case is open and there are parts hanging out and stuff, but it is working, <laughs> and I do have sound, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, we tried so ghetto, your setup. <laughs> oh, it is, you should see. Oh, you don't know how long we spent. We spent, like, two hours uh, <laughs> trying to fiddle around. Fix things, get things working. Yeah, it was, was a lot of. Can you hear me now? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Wait, there's no sound. <laughs> it was like that Verizon commercial. Is it Verizon? Oh what? yeah, yeah. I think it is the Verizon commercial that does that. Yeah, they should sponsor us. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't understand that reference at all. I'm outnumbered by your Americans this time. Yes. It was just like there was this guy would just walk around and um he would have his phone and he'd go, "Can you hear me now?" And he would pause and, and he'd go, "Good." And then he would, like, walk ten feet and go, can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> and, like, imagine that done several times in a commercial. <laughs> yeah. They're just... <laughs> Interesting. It was very stupid. But yeah. uh, in our case, it was a bad thing. Anyway. Uh, um, Chris, you're kind of known for your crazy hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, it's actually changed again recently, like, last month. <laughs> so... I, um, I've go. got a crew cut now, so I, I went from the longer hair <laughs> to the normal length hair cut? to the crew cut, like a like a buzz cut. It, it's like really really short. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So, wow. I don't know. Like I just I I I like all kinds of different hairstyles, but I don't like gradual transitions. I'll just one day be like, I want to completely change my hairstyle, so I'm gonna go cut <laughs> so it. So you'll just go to the go to the uh, hairdressers and just be like, yeah, just cut it all off, change it. Yeah. Pretty just much. Blindfold, blindfold yourself and just go at it. Is that what you say? <laughs> but, well, like, it's funny, uh, for this crew cut, I, like, I purposefully, like, shaved it into a mohawk just to see what it would look like, but I didn't wear it for any longer than, like, like a minute or two, just to, like, you know, I went up to my roommate, like, hey, man, what's up, what do you think? And he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I do that should have taken a picture. I, shave, like, I, um, I leave a mustache just to see what it looks like till the end, and then just, it, it never looks good, so I get rid of it. Oh, yeah, uh, it was yeah. the same. I, I probably shouldn't wear a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should, just just to surprise us cubers. Yeah, do it to a competition sometime. I'll just dye your hair, like, blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never tried to dye. I might actually have to do that and see how that goes. <laughs> so. Brown. I suggest brown. Brown? <laughs> or black. Brown or black. Nice. I like pink. <laughs> pink. <laughs> Wait, uh, but I could do like swirls and stuff, like different colors. Like, <laughs> oh my god, no, no swirls. <laughs> Too far, Too far. <laughs> Alright, gotcha. You know, around this part of the show, we have a top five list, but uh, Tom and I sat down for 30 minutes trying to think of one. We yeah. didn't. Yeah, just we, we came up. Like, uh, I can't think of anything. Like, every idea was just horrible. Like, it yeah. just wouldn't have been interesting. We were coming out with stuff like, what are the top five algorithms? What are the top five cubes? Whatever. Just, it wouldn't be interesting. So, uh, yeah. people should, like, if they want a top five list back in, they should send suggestions to us at the usual address. Which is cubecast.gmail.com. Alrighty. Yeah, we had absolutely no ideas he even uh, Tom suggested something like the top five fake methods or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would have been pretty and funny, I, I, but like the the like there's only like three that are interesting, and then the others would just be uninteresting. I, Whatever. I didn't I didn't even know fake methods existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's like ticked. Yeah, and like ones like that. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a ZB and stuff. 
Oh, yeah. I remember the Metallica CD, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just CLL. <laughs> but it sounds awesome that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, you know, having no clue on what's going on. Well, like, you what should learn more. Yeah, it was like this really awesomely set out description of this like new super method, but if you really look into yeah. it, it is CLL. <laughs> yeah. So it was awesomely done. It was pretty good. And all all the replies were just like, "Isn't this just CLL?" Or like, <laughs> like either that or pe- like I got messages, PMs of people asking me like, "So can you tell me more about this method? Do you have algorithms?" Like they thought it was a legitimate thing. It was. Funny. Yeah, no, but you would get like a couple of people who would be like, "Oh man, that's awesome! That's great!" You know, like like kind of going along with it. It was really yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, speed solving forums, a magical place. <laughs> At times, <laughs> yeah. Other times, it's it's very face palming juicing. Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of trolls nowadays. It's it's a lot of. Uh, Chris, you are. Yeah. Our oldest guest we're gonna have for quite a while, cubing wise. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since you started uh, in the two thousand early two thousands. Um. Well, like I first started cubing in nineteen ninety eight, uh, and then uh, like I started competing in the two thousand. Yes. Yeah. I had already been a cuber before that. Um. But that game is like is the thing that brought people together. I mean, yeah. like like seriously, like if you go through all the people that used to play Rubik's games, it's a lot of people like you know Ron, Ton, Frank Morris, Yap. I mean, like it's I mean the list yeah. goes on and on and on and on of like people that everybody would recognize nowadays. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The old Dan Harris. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all kinds of people. So. I met Dan Harris. He's a nice guy. Yeah, Dan Harris is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so since you're the oldest guy, um, I was thinking about uh, talking about that uh, Yahoo 10-year anniversary and the past to speed cubing, since uh, you made the top thread on uh, speed solving a while ago, and uh, we kind of mentioned it oh, yeah. on episode one, but we didn't go into too much detail. So yeah, uh, before we start, can you give us like your cubing history? Yeah, I um, I have a weird sort of pause the first time I ever saw a cube like the first time I ever remember seeing one was in second grade and I was on the bus uh, like a school bus on the ride home and um there was this like this one guy who had a cube and he was just fiddling with it and he just got tired of it he said who wants this cube and like basically I was like well yeah I'll take it if you don't want it and um I was just fascinated by like how the colors how it turned and everything but uh I never figured out how to solve it or anything and it just it ended up in my closet and then uh when I right after I finished middle school, which was 1998, um, during that summer before high school started, I, I discovered my cube again, and I was like, you know what, I want to know how to solve this. And um, I went on the internet, but there was there wasn't a lot of like solu- there weren't a lot of solutions or anything at that time. Um, but I found one that I really liked, which was by Mark G's, and um, I just learned how to solve it. And about a month later, I found uh, Jessica Fridrich's uh, site uh-huh. for you know the Fridrich method, and after that, I, I was hooked. I was like. Because uh, she had this little blurb at the bottom, like, learn how to solve the cube in 17 seconds. And I was like, there's no way. That's not even humanly possible. There, there can't be. And, like, that's what got me hooked. And that, that's, yeah, yeah that, that's that's my beginning. 17 <laughs> seconds. That's... Oh, dude, that was the holy grail for a long time. A lot of people were shooting yeah, for 17. Yeah. It sounds funny nowadays, but it, it was at the time. <laughs> so, yeah, and people didn't even think sub-10 was even possible. No, and even, like, the just... limit was, like, 11. 
Yeah, like Jessica had had an 11 second solve in the past, and everybody was like, "Yep, that's as fast as as humans will ever be." <laughs> you know, <But> like yeah. <laughs> now it's just funny to hear that because you're getting like, you know, the world record average is so much faster. We should have Faz <laughs> on and see, you know. <laughs> oh, if if Faz had been you know, around I, back then, it would have been crazy. It would have been amazing. <laughs> I wonder if Faz time travel back in past and just <laughs> yeah. set records in 2003 or something. That makes me think. Oh, it would be hilarious. Yeah, like the times would be like, you know, and somebody comes in with a 22 second solve. Oh, that's amazing. And then Faz comes in with an 8 second solve. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, if Faz was actually around then and was actually doing the speed he's doing now, do you think people would blame, uh, call cheating or something like that? Yeah, and that's actually probably one of the biggest things that's changed is, like, I think people are more open-minded about it now, like, and I'm sure I'm guilty of this, too, like, you know, somebody will say some fast time, like, way back then, and you would be like, wait, really, is that possible, are you sure, is that legit, but, like, now people are like, oh, that's awesome, how did you do that, what's your method, you know, it's it's more accepting, uh. so, like, um, I guess that would be one kind of big change is, uh, like, a good example, um, David Wesley was really, really one of the, like, the huge names in big cubes for the 2003, and um, he we, it was when the fir- when the Ishin cube had first come out, and it was really smooth and really fast. And uh, I, I don't remember the time exactly. I think he got like a 219 world record single solve, which was a, a lot faster than the single before that. And then like everybody, like you know, we were congratulating him, but it was always in the back of everybody's head, like how did he get that much faster? Like what did he like fix up his cube or whatever? But you know, just the Ishin was a little better than the Rubik. And then, yeah, like, it yeah. just, you know, like, that that's kind of what started it. Like, everybody started People being like, People were thinking okay. about, like, if they should actually make the cube legal or not to use in a competition. Which yeah. I think is, it's quite strange to look back on now, but it's understandable how people would think that back then, because it's not like a Rubik's product. Yeah, and, like, I'm glad they loosened up on that. But, yeah, for a while at yeah, first, yeah. there was a lot of, like, well, if it's not Rubik's brand, you can't use it. and yeah, You know, but that's that what people were using, so... Back then, did, uh, how much... Like, how many brands of 3x3 existed? Because right now we have so many different DIYs and F2 and all that stuff. But back then were, uh, you know, store-bought cubes what people used? There were... You could get, like, DIYs, sh- couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. There were, like... And then I think Mefferts had a 3x3, but I don't think a lot of people used it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, it was that uh, official DIY from Rubik? Yeah, that's pretty much all everyone used. Yeah, Tom, I can't remember. Like, I I remember there being DIYs starting to come out, and I remember there was the the Rubik official one, and there was some other one. I don't remember what company or who made it, but I remember. Uh, I don't. I remember Studio Cubes. That was it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was the big thing, and like that was everybody in Studio Cubes. It's kind of like you know, like now everybody's using like F two A five whatever. No, it was definitely who could fix up the best Studio Cube. I remember. Yeah, because um, Ton was really famous for it, wasn't he? Like making, Oh, the cube um, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, question for you, I guess. What's the single biggest thing that has changed since you started cubing? I mean, definitely the level of competition in terms of the times. I feel like the, the community's still there, and it's still friendly, but... At the same time, like, the skill level is so much more now, um... You know, like it would just—it would be really funny to me to take to take somebody from nowadays back to like 2003 because they would shatter the competition. I think uh, Mike yeah. Huey even did a competition on the forums where it was like race the 2003 times, 
and he like uh-huh. put up a bunch of scrambles and like everybody was like shattering all of our times. But like, you know, that's what we had at the time and that's, you know, those were the developments, but I think definitely the uh, the skill level and um you know, like people's acceptance of like a faster time, you know, like I don't, I don't uh, want to say like, you know, like we were like close minded about it, but it was like you kind of whenever you heard like a really big jump in time, it was always like, well, we're all using roughly the same stuff. How did you get that much faster? But it was just a development and a method or something, you know, it was something. Normal. I guess that happened mostly in like blindfolded like that. That's the biggest thing that people wouldn't believe, I guess. Yeah, but w- when it came down to it, though, it was probably just they they developed a new method or a better memory method or something. And uh, yeah, you know, as that came out later on, we would be like, oh, okay, well, that works. That's awesome. So, yeah. let's see. Uh, there's obviously uh, time improvements over the couple of years. What are the? What do you think about regulation, though? Like the WCA regulations? Yeah. Oh, they're they're so much better now than than they used to be. Um, partly just because you know something would come up in a competition, and then the next year's revision, they would add in like a prevention yeah. for that or whatever. Um, There's more I, experience I think it's, for it. Yes. Yeah. Like look at the world sports stacking regulations. When when uh, the WCA like back in 2003 when they were first starting all the regulations, it was a really short list because they were trying to include everything they could think of, but there hadn't been. Like Tom said, there hadn't been like competition experience, so we were yeah. looking at the sports stacking regulations. Like, why are they so long, and then ours is so yeah. short? But if you look at them now, they're about the same length. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's cool. so it was like uh, we make a mistake and then fix it next year. That's pretty much how it happened. Yeah, but I think any sport or activity or competitive thing would would do that. You know, there's something that's going to happen that yeah. you maybe didn't foresee or think of, and then you'll just you know update it so that next year it's it's more complete. It's not Except just that, for though, soccer. Like, stuff that works even has been changed. Stuff like the uh, the starting procedure, just to make it better, like easier to do. Yeah, yeah. I love that they don't cover the cube anymore. I remember that was always yeah, kind of a, it's a kind thing of that people silly. didn't like. Yeah, it's a 1982 throwback, I guess. Oh yeah, but there was. Have you seen the video from the 1982 championship? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one competitor. I felt so bad where he did his inspection. And he's, he must have seen the first step. Uh, he was probably a corner's first solver. And he, like, saw his corners. They must have been awesome. And he was ready to go. And he puts his cube down after, like, five seconds. And then the, the uh, MC is like, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe that you didn't want all of your inspection. How come you didn't want all of your yeah. inspection? And he must be, like, oh. trying to hold on to his corner solution. <laughs> and his solve yeah, was really slow true. because, he, he like, he got distracted by the MC. I felt so bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's weird that he was, like, talking over them. They they really had no idea how an event should really be held in those days, I guess. Yeah, I mean they did the best that they you know could with the time. Like you know the suitcase of yeah, Rubik's yeah. cubes, they were all brand new and they were like uh, yeah, they were yeah. locked up. To so but, scramble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, to get sub twenty like that, I don't know how they did that. That's crazy. They did. Oh, I, uh, tw- sub twenty five. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the twenty two point nine five men's time. Mintai? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he That's from hot. USA? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Connor's first. It's the only non CFOP world record for 3x3, three three, I guess. Oh, I never thought about that. I, yeah, I guess that's true. Interesting, Tom. Yeah. Until, Tom, um, bringing down the lo- knowledge. That's crazy. <laughs> so, what, what's he called? Um, Austin, Austin Moore. You know, uh, Big Green? He might get it. He's, uh, he's rude and he's really fast, so. We might see a change again. Cool. That's that's exciting to me. Like you know, all yeah, the different yeah, methods right. coming out. Yeah. You know, um, in uh, two thousand and three, you know, Akimoto, 
he used columns to set world records on the big cubes, which oh, was pretty cool. That, I remember that. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't remember it, but like, and I I've read it somewhere. Yeah, cool. I know. I forget how we continued after that. He he was showing us. Um, yeah, it would be like the one by one by five column, like from like UFL down to DFL, and he would go all the way around the cube that way. And then it was yeah, like yeah. centers came next. I don't remember exactly, but I mean he was yeah, dominating big cubes at the time. <laughs> yeah, which it's strange to think of that now because it's like uh, a cage method, sort of. Yeah, like a hybrid cage and reduction, maybe. Like yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't even know what you would call it. Well, hmm. it's not really like um, it's not so much like the columns I've seen. You know where uh, how um in most columns method they make like two brew blocks. I guess you could call them one by three by four, and then like. Yeah. They, um, they build up the centers and some edges with columns, but it's slightly different. It's kind of strange. You hmm. never know; it might come back. Like you know, somebody might be like, "Whoa, <laughs> let's it's... try this." <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Something that turns out to be better, lower move count, awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, when we talked about episode one, uh, I think the biggest thing we concentrated about with the Yahoo anniversary was cubing being seen as a taboo on your social life and um, we actually had a conversation after that and you said you kind of exaggerated the word taboo and you know what effect it had on your social life I mean can yeah you elaborate? I mean it was definitely a different stigma at the time um, one one good thing that would really show that is like the early competitions whenever a reporter would be there from like a newspaper or whatever um, the the one question that every guy there always got, and I'm sure most people who were there can can back me up on this, would be like, "Oh, so do you do you use the Rubik's cube to pick up chicks? Oh, do you get girls with the Rubik's cube?" And it was always <laughs> this kind of snide, like snickering, like, "Hey, I'm just curious yeah. what you're gonna say." And like, you don't hear that uh, comment anymore. Now people are just like, "Well, how did you get so fast?" Or like, "How do you turn so quickly?" Or "How how can you solve it without looking at it?" But like at the time, yeah. you got those questions and the, "So do you get girls with this?" You know, and it was like this kind of snickering like making at you. fun of you yeah exactly you know, I sh- i've actually gotten that sometimes but uh you know i'm so handsome i just you know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> i don't need a cube to <laughs> like i guess that's more so what i meant like and, and i'm sure if i had started a cube club in high well I, I actually went to two high schools i went to one from my freshman and sophomore year and a different one my junior and senior year and i did start up a rubik's cube club and everything my junior and senior year the high school i graduated from um, but my freshman and sophomore year, if I had started up a cube club, it probably would have took off. You know, like people would have been interested and wanted to know how to solve it. So it was probably just my own, you know, reacting not in a good way. Like I probably should have just been like, hey guys, I solved the Rubik's Cube. What do you think? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but you can never know what they think about it. Like I cube with some of my friends and they think it's cool. Like one of them even learned to solve it. But it's not like they're really really interested in it or it's not and it's also not like they're really um they don't find it that nerdy or whatever it's just something that i do when i'm chilling yeah i think with the resurgence now uh it's more normal i guess since there are so many articles nowadays about uh competitions and wca stuff um i think it's the mentality that people have is now after they get over the shock of, you know, hey, you can do it in 15 seconds or something. How do you do that? I just take the stickers off, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> after that's over. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate that question. I think they just get into a state of, ah, oh, that's his thing. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
which is kind of cool instead of people thinking, ah, what a freaking nerd. Yeah. And look oh, at him. Quick fingers it's even worse when you think eyes. people are trying to think you're showing off when you just like, yeah. just sat there. No, I'm just chilling. I'm just, I find this interesting. I'm just going to do some souls, mess about. And they think no, you're I... trying to show off and make yourself look good. But really, you just try to pass the time or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm trying to show off. What are you talking about? Or the whole, like, <laughs> I, need you're, you're I need those ladies, man. You know what I mean? Like, after a solve, when you scramble it, and people are like, oh, man, yeah. look at the guy. He does, he's not even looking at it. What's going on? You know? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's even, that's just as bad as uh, peel the stickers off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there should be, there should be like a advertisement done by WCA, like, hey, when you see a guy cubing, shut up. <laughs> Something like that. But you know or what's do... fun to do though? Um, if you preempt the stickers comment, like you know, some, you, you're cubing and oh. comes up, like, oh man, how do you do that? And then if you add, like, I've actually said this before. I'm like, no, I, I just peel the stickers off real fast. You know, that, that's what I'm doing with my fingers. You know, like people I've never kinda, thought of doing that. It's it's that's, fun because really I hate cool. the stickers comment too, man. So I I gotta have fun with it. I I, I don't want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't have a good response to it, so I guess being preemptive with it is better than that. So it it's takes fun, away. At least. That's what I'd say. <laughs> what what if if I did that, I would kind of like slap my myself for saying it. <laughs> you know, joining the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> like you cringe as you, you say it's, it. It's it's like fighting <laughs> fighting fire with fire. You just get more fire, and you just, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I suppose that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it just gives me it just gives the cure a bigger headache, in my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> After the first couple, obviously. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, when the cube first came out, 1980, uh, it it had like a two year craze, two three years craze, and then it died down. You know, um, and now back, I, I would say the year the cubing really came back was 2003, and now it's seven years later. Do you think that cubing is back for good and is going to continue to grow, or do you think it's going to die off again for another 20 years? Cause, and this question was by Raphael Ort. I um I think it's definitely here to stay, and I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, my next, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys can. Like agree or disagree, but I think the next step that's going to happen is that eventually the national championships and world championships are going to have to become invitation only. Like you have to qualify to a certain level before you're even allowed to go or compete. You know, you could go and just like spectate, but oh. I think it's definitely going to take off. I mean, what do you guys think about the the competition side? I just think there'll be so many competitors who are all so good that you eventually have to cap it. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who want to compete as well, and they aren't that good, and they kind of waste time, if you know what I mean. If you have, like, 300 people, and you have to get through them for 3x3, three three, it's a lot better if you just make them qualifying, you no, have more it, time for the other people to do other events and things. Even more yeah. than that, in World 2009, even after qualifying and everything, there were 350 competitors in 3x3. Three three. <laughs> really? And they were all fast, yeah. yeah like, they're all at, oh. like, a competitive level, so... I mean, yeah. like, not, not to win the championship, but, you know, fast enough yeah. to be there, so, yeah. I've never and really right been now, to a big competition yet, so I don't really know. Yeah, it was, it was like a huge gym-like stadium kind of thing, and it was packed. Yeah. You couldn't find the table to sit at. And huh. this U.S. 2010 coming up, um, it's almost had have I think it has 200 competitors. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, see that's Which the is, thing. Like every year is going to get bigger and bigger. I think it's definitely here to stay. Well, yeah. look at this. Uh, 2010 US almost uh, 
probably over 200 people. 2007 World Championships, it was around 170. To, to give you a comparison to that, the 2004 U.S. Championships, the very first one, was um, we held it in one room, like one lecture room. <laughs> no <laughs> like that way! Was, that was the whole competition was in one lecture hall. So I mean, like many, many props to like Tyson and the Caltech crew for hosting it. Uh, yeah. It was an awesome competition, but it was just the scale was so much smaller. <laughs> so like uh, now we've had ten thousand people who've done a three by three solve in competition. Ten thousand. Like in two thousand and three, I imagine it was just like a hundred or something. Oh yeah, I mean, like ten when I when they when I first saw the poster, the ten thousand, it was it was almost like a jaw drop moment. Like, are you, wow, yeah. really? That's awesome. <laughs> so that also begs the question: What's the limit for like a world championship uh, competition? Because three hundred fifty is quite a lot. Well, I well you do as many as time can allow, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we can up the scale. I went to the 2006 uh, World Sports Stacking Championships, and that was an amazing competition. But they had like, I, I don't want to exaggerate the number because I don't remember offhand, but it had to have been over a thousand people there, um, wow. maybe even like 1,200. So like, I mean, it was. But the thing is, they had the organizational structure to handle that. So like, if we really like put in like a coliseum, you know, they did it at the Denver Coliseum. Um, if we did something like that with like way more judges. I'm sure it could be done, but it would take a lot of reorganizing to handle but that. Organization wise, we have to scramble and you know do all that stuff. But uh, sports stacking, they just uh, go to their spot and just do the do their relay or yeah, you know, whatever. But they, they still had. I want to say it was like two judges for every maybe 30 competitors. So it would be like having two people run a 30-person competition, but like many times over in the same place. Mm. Something kind of like that. Uh, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not going to even claim I'm anywhere versed on their regulations, but it, it, that's the, that's the feeling I got being there. Wow, that's amazing. So you would, do, do you think it's possible to, to have a thousand-person cubing competition? Oh, absolutely. And and I actually, honestly, I think it's going to happen. Like. I don't know when, maybe five years, ten years from now, but I think we'll eventually get to the point where so many people will want to compete, and you know we'll have the capability. Like sponsors will probably be interested because if you got a thousand people in one area with similar interests, you know, like puzzle makers are going to want to pay for sponsorship, yeah. uh, advertising, and all course. that. So, I mean, I think that's my. Opinion. People haven't sponsored yet, like Cuba's sponsored in competitions, but I guess it just the community isn't big enough yet. For that, for it to warrant them putting money into that, to send people to competitions and like pay for them and stuff. Yeah, I think it still has quite a while to grow until individual cubers are fully sponsored like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's enough for the past. Uh, let's go into your specialty, Chris, uh, being awesome, and the second specialty, <laughs> uh, blindfolding. Well, it's just, blindfold. It's, it's fun. I, I mean, like. I like it. <laughs> you like being awesome? Do you want to like um... No, no, no. I mean, I like blindfold falling. It's fun. <laughs> oh. Being awesome is fun too, though. <laughs> yeah, um, do you want to talk about, like, the methods you've tried for blind or what you currently use now? Like, I yeah. know you used to use, um, you know, block comms for centers on big cubes. Do you still do that or do you do anything different now? I special? do a little bit. Um, it's like it's like an occasional thing. If I see blocks, like a block cycle, I'll, I'll use them. But uh, yeah, I used yeah. to do stuff where I would like I would do individual cycles to set up some kind of block cycle. But that's way too much thinking. Like for me at least, yeah. I'm not able to handle that. Hmm. <laughs> now, what is a block com? 
It's like, <laughs> you know when you have, um, you know when you commute, uh, three pieces? Say, so uh, no. commute three centers? Okay. So, do you know what a commutator is? Commutator. No. Okay. So, it's kind of like, like an, it, yeah, go yeah, on, I'll go let ahead. you explain. Well, oh, okay, I, I was okay. just gonna throw in, it's like the, it's like the basis of most algorithms for blindfolded. Yeah, it's least. like, it's like an intuitive way of creating algorithms that swap pieces around, basically. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna go into too much depth right now because I could talk for hours, but basically it's a way of saying, like, you know, like a UPerm, you can create yes. one that's a commutator. So, basically you create commutators to cycle three pieces around. You do it in blindfold because in blindfold you swap certain pieces at once. So, um, a block com is like when you move a group of more than one piece. So you move like, um, say two group, two centers that are next to each other with two other groups of two centers. Well, I'm not sure about, um, the center uh. comes for blind. Chris probably knows better than me. No, that's, that that's pretty much it. Yeah. You'll just see two, yeah. two centers of the same color next to each other and you'll treat them like one piece. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So basically, you just instead of doing, um, I guess instead of doing a, a single inner slice, you you turn both the inner slices in the com uh, for one of the turns, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that, for, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Just for the sake of the show and time, I'll pretend like I understood that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listeners, don't send angry emails about how stupid I am because I'm gonna. Okay. Also, I wanted to know, um, Chris, you know, in um, three by three. Do you do um, 3LP still? Sort like, of, in the sense that, um, well, like, I, I pretty much only use BH. Um, for yeah, all yeah, of I was going to ask, like, how much do you know of BH? Is it, well, like, I mean, all of it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely all of it. But, like, the thing is, with that, and this is a big is debate going on. It's move optimal, not speed optimal. Ah, uh, um, right, okay. Okay. So that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I I use move optimal because uh, this is only my personal opinion. I know there's going to be a lot of varying opinions on this, but I think move optimal is going to be the best way to go for something like the five by five. Yeah, and, like, yeah definitely. I, I'm more interested in the in the bigger cubes like four and five. So I yeah. use the same stuff on three by three only because it's what I've already used for five by five, and it's just it's yeah. like laziness on my part. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I understand what you mean. Like you know, um, Hyun Zuhang is that how you say his name? Yeah, well, I I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the world record holder. He does like speed optimized, um, BH. So it's like, he it's more moves, but like he um, finger tricks them and stuff. But he he only does three by three, so I guess it doesn't really matter for him for the big. But he is so fast. Oh my what god, is he around averaging thirty? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, thirty ridiculous. to thirty-five, maybe. His execution's uh, I mean, twenty seconds. God. Yeah. He's, he can get sub twenty on execution sometimes. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. <laughs> hey Chris, how come you aren't doing sub thirty? Come on, man. Oh, dude, I don't know how, man. I don't even know how. <laughs> if I figure yeah. that out, I'll tell you. Goddamn. I've been trying to practice blind recently, and I've noticed the more solves I do, the worse I get. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't improve at all. Memo so hard. All right. On that same note, um, yeah, uh, Cyrus Cola. Uh, I probably butchered that name. Um. What's the most important thing someone learning blindfold needs to know? I this might sound weird and that it might not even sound like it's related to blindfold, but I would say just knowing 
having the confidence that you can learn how to do it, it's because uh, I've heard people say like, oh, you've got to be like super smart or whatever, right? You got to be like a math genius to solve blindfold, and not even like that's that's totally not true. The other thing is don't be discouraged by a, a DNF or a did not finish. Um, any practice on blindfold is awesomely, amazingly good practice because I compare it to training a muscle. Like if you're if you're lifting weights and then you train to the point that your muscles give out. That's good because you're building your muscle. It's the same thing for your brain. If you completely destroy a solve, DNF, pieces everywhere, it doesn't matter because you were still practicing a blindfold solve. You were still training your brain to think that hard. So, like, a DNF is just as good a practice as, like, a PB, in my opinion. So that would be probably yeah, I the guess, most important. I guess you find that you limit limits in memorization and stuff, even when you're a DNF. Uh, so, yeah, um... Crap, I just brain farted. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, okay, okay. I'm, uh, I'm back, I'm back, okay. <laughs> so, uh, having the confidence and actually doing it. That's yeah, and don't short, get discouraged yeah. if you miss the solve, because I'll see people post in the, in the threads, and they'll say things like, well, I've missed like five solves in a row, this is really frustrating. And it's like, yes, that can be frustrating, I agree, but at the same time, it's just as good a practice as if you had gotten five successes that were all really fast. Like, there's no there's no difference in that kind of practice, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Yeah, you get people posting as well who, even if they get DNFs, like, they say their time, and it's like two flipped edges or two swap centers or something. Just like, the, it's possible for them to do it, but they just made a small mistake or something. They're posting their progress or whatever. Uh. Yeah. I think that's a good way to keep track so that it's not as frustrating. Because yeah. it is frustrating for everybody if you get a lot of DNFs. It's just try yeah. as best you can to realize that that's not a bad thing. You're still getting good practice. And I yeah, yeah. and I say talking to uh, other uh, blindfold keepers is really helpful because um, I saw Mike Hugie's almost 2-7x7 uh, seven seven solve. Oh, yeah. That's insane. It was amazing. It, uh, it really motivated me to almost start learning. <laughs> oh, you should do. <laughs> you should start. Yeah, no, I, Mike I, is an awesome person. He's to amazing. Ask. Just ask him a question, and yeah, I'm sure a... he would be like, "Yeah, how can I help?" What you know? What's your question? Yeah, he's such a great guy. Um, we had like a passionate debate on World Championship 2007 just recently, but uh, I should start. Um, and I'll probably call on you, Chris, to help me out. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I can help you out. You should pick a method like. Um, one that looks good to you. You should go with like um, Old Potman or Old M2, Potman? I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You, all you need to know is T perm and Y perm. Yeah. What's the most uh, new friendly blindfold method? Uh, Old Potman. Um, yeah, I guess. I kind of want to say Old Potman. <laughs> or like M2, but it's a bit more confusing than Old Potman. Oh, okay. Old Pacman M2, got it. Yeah, M2 is like Old Pacman version 2. It's like even better, yeah, but it's yeah. the same concept, but yeah. Ah, okay. Then yeah, th there's some other things to it, but it's essentially the same thing. I'll probably give it a shot when I have some free time. Or even 3OP. I, like, there are people posting uh, sub-60 sub 60 times with 3OP. Like, 3OP can still be fast. Yeah, yeah. Tim Sung uses it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Sun. Yeah, yeah, and he's oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. he's sub sixty in competition. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's see the next question. Uh, Simon Locke asks, "I've heard it said that your journey should be as wild as possible to aid memorization. Just how wild do you go?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I mean, well, the honest answer is is pretty crazy. Um, I got that from the memory sports people. Um, when I first started getting into blindfold, I, I went to the memory sports Yahoo group, and I basically said, you know, here's what I need to memorize. I need to memorize a Rubik's cube and you know the cycle structure in this way. And uh, they basically said, well, you need to use journeys, yada yada. Um, but like the images, and they said this too, like you got to make them really crazy. Like I have one image that's RK, which is a rake. And a uh, rake is a very violent image. It basically just, it's like a possessed rake that just attacks whatever's next to it. But like, when I say attack, I really mean like, you know, it like hits the character next to it and like blood goes everywhere and it's like really messy. Because you don't want to be polite with your memorization, you want to remember your memorization. Yeah, cause you don't have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, on, um, Stefan Potman's explanation for all his method, like, he said that they can even be illegal things and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, go as far as you want, I guess. I mean, that's that's what I would say. Like, there is no limit to how crazy it it should be because the crazier the better, and th- that doesn't stop because you want to remember it. You don't want to like, but you don't have to tell people your memorization later, <laughs> even if they ask. Unless, you, unless you speak it out during the solve. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why you're why you're solving Jessica Simpson and Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Panties, bra. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, can you give me an example of uh, crazy or funny uh, memorization you've had? If- oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I've got. See, here's the thing that I don't like about blindfold solving is occasionally you do get one location of images that just speaks to you in such a way that it's so funny you remember it like forever. And um, the one that I've got in my head that's always stuck is um, it starts off with Johnny Depp. Because uh, the first part of my memorization is always some famous person that tells me D, uh, D for depth, so I know that's my D piece. <laughs> Johnny Depp takes like a, a giant, like eight foot fly swatter, and he's just smacking Jabba the Hutt in the face. And Jabba the Hutt's like trying to like block his, <laughs> like he's like got his arms up trying to block the fly swatter. <laughs> so it was, you know, like it's just you get silly images like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But oh, they stick God. in your head. So yeah. <laughs> what? Do you also do like? Training like um, you have so many different things to memorize. Like I'm bad with celebrities, and if I did something like that, I would have to do visual training as well, and like I would have to print out images of Johnny Depp, you know, so that when I'm actually, I imagine if I did something like that and a celebrity came up, I would think of the wrong celebrity. Oh yeah, no, actually, uh, Daniel Byer. Um had a really good method for that and I actually do what he does is uh, I actually have a folder on my computer of uh, pictures of my images so like you know like Spider-Man is one of my images so what I did is I went on Google and I just downloaded a couple of pictures of Spider-Man like swinging through the city or whatever and then like if I ever want to refresh my image for whatever it is I go into that folder I'm like okay well what is my image for Johnny Depp look like as an example you know I would have a couple of pictures downloaded like literally of Johnny Depp so I can be like okay well I'll picture him wearing that outfit or like these sunglasses or whatever you know amazing that's really cool do you ever dream in memorization I don't dream in them but when I'm driving license plates bring my images together (laughs) all the time because you know they've got like combinations of letters and numbers so yeah, like certain yeah. cars are funnier to me because like I look I see the license plate because they're right in front of me and I'll be like man that's a funny image. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you do you do you compliment people? Hey, nice ni- nice license plate you got there. It's gonna take you far. No, or like honk the horn. Awesome license plate. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just has no clue what you're going on about. To them, it's just a random string of numbers and letters. 
Yeah, because yeah. it's like meaningless. No, I've never actually done it, but I might actually try that if I get somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so. it's, I, it's probably one of the top three ways to creep someone out randomly. <laughs> Dude, awesome license plate. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to follow me, look me up? What are you, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simon, Loss, uh, Simon Locke asks another question. Uh, for getting the journey method, do you use any other techniques to help you solve blind? Um, yeah, the audio, the single syllable words is what I use for corners. Um, I basically, I went on Wikipedia and just started researching about memory and how memory works. And uh, one thing that really interest me, interested me was uh, they call it the 10-second auditory loop. Basically, your brain is wired to remember 10 seconds worth of sound that you just heard so that you can carry on a conversation. Um, and it's, it's hardwired. It's not something you have to think about. It just happens. Uh, like if somebody says a sentence to you, you know, shortly after that, you can still remember what they said. Um, so what I did is I, I took all of my letter pairs, and for each of them, I made a single syllable word, so that for corners, I can say the whole corner cycle in less than ten seconds, and then I don't have, mm-hmm. and I just I immediately put on the blindfold and I start solving. So yeah. wow. I don't need a journey, I don't need anything. I just I say that sound, I put the blindfold on, and I immediately start, so that it's still echoing in my head in that ten second auditory loop. That's really that's cool. Amazing. I might adopt that because, like, that's why a lot of people use visual for corners because they just like memo the corners really fast, put on a blindfold, and solve them straight away. Wow! So yeah. I might adopt it. Well, the thing is, like, I think visual is probably the same kind of thing. There's probably, and I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm not like a brain surgeon or whatever, but you know what I mean. Like, there's probably <laughs> some kind of like super short memory. That's the same yeah. thing visually. It's like a loop that you just you have to be able to remember because you need to be able to know where you were walking or whatever. So yeah. That is amazing. Well, I, it'd be good to split them up because I use visual for everything. So it'd be good to like use the uh, sound syllable thing, just to like some. It's the memory isn't interfering much. That yeah, like I do honestly think you should switch up. Like I don't mean like you personally, but just everybody in general should try to yeah, switch yeah. up methods uh, and see what they think. Because for some people, all visual might be awesome, but for me, like I get the same thing. If I did all visual, I would get huge memory interferences and. Like, I wouldn't remember. Yeah. Is that a corner cycle? Is that an edge cycle? I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, I did. Um, I've done 4x4 blind once. I think I actually spoke to you about it years ago. Like, it was me, you, and Pockman um, discussing some random method he'd made up for it. And I did full visual for that, and it took me so long to memorize it. I think I, I remember think that, because I remember being like, that is crazy. Like, how it, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine doing a 4x4 visually, but, like, I don't have a good natural memory. Like, I need a structured memory system to do it. If I try to do visual, my head would probably explode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess uh, to kind of cap it all out, uh, Sebastian Miner asks, uh, what are your big cube blind goals, and uh, when do you think you'll achieve them? I mean, at this point... There, there are so many like really, really, really fast people that honestly they're just personal goals. Um, I mean, I'm gonna keep competing big cubes blind, but I just have personal goals for myself. Um, for four by four blind, I really want to get a four minute thirty or under in, in competition. And five by five, I'd really like to get a sub thirteen minute, like twelve minutes something. I don't really have a preference beyond that, but something in the twelve minute range. That's insane. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like Vil is doing. He's he's done uh, sub eight minutes for five by five, and yeah, like yeah. he's almost broke three minutes on four before. He's just like a couple of seconds off. Wow. We're all excited for when he gets the two minute whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's just ridiculous. Four by four. I don't see how you can get that much information in your brain so quickly, even oh, just he, one pass. 
Yeah, and he I think his time, his memorization time was it was definitely sub minute, but I think it was even sub fifty. Like what? I think I, I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was definitely like, if not sub fifty, at least close. God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of on that same note, what do you think is the biggest cube that a human would be able to solve? Oh, um, blindfolded. I honestly think, uh, like, if V Cubes comes out with the eleven by eleven, everybody's going to attempt it, and I'm sure Mike will be first to get it. But like, yeah. no, I think eleven by eleven, maybe even bigger, um, because like, I mean, these God. memory experts memorize uh, packs and packs of cards, or like decks and decks yeah. of cards. So that's the same as memorizing like a gigantic cube. So I definitely think it's possible. So much should do a Gigamax. But that oh also my God, goes that into. Would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that also goes into like an eleven eleven, actually being able to turn that accurately with that many slices. Mike, I think. Yeah, no. Mike made a comment on this. I, f- I forget what his final answer was. I think he said eleven would be close to the limit. Maybe twelve would be the absolute limit because of that reason of trying to identify which slice. So you slice just count the slices. That's what I did, but Mike says that's like it's not the best idea. You should just be able to feel out which slice yeah. you're turning. And I guess so. Oh, by the but way, like, I just I asked. Un- uh, yeah, oh, no, I just uh, I asked uh, Speth uh, how long his um, four by four memo time was, and it was fifty three seconds. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see him solve in person, man. Just just for the experience to be like, yeah, I saw Bill solve in person. Yeah, <laughs> this there's like a there's a video of him doing um like a, a sub. 50 solve maybe um, in a competition and a guy's watching like and he puts the blindfold on and the guy in the back just his jaw drops open (laughs) he looks so surprised (laughs) well like for Vils times too like his uh, his 4x4 world record uh, was like 442 and change I don't remember the hundredths of a second but uh, for him though like that that's actually not that good of a time uh, for what he was getting at the time so, like, in the video, people were making comments, like, you know, he didn't look very excited, he didn't look very happy, but, like, knowing what <laughs> it's time for, well, yeah, but also, like, I mean, that's, like, on 3x3, three three, like, if you're used to sub-40 and you get, like, a 50 seconds off, you know, you're like, well, okay, um, you know, thank yeah. you. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have him on the show uh, soon. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I want to hear that one. He's yeah. upcoming. Ask him about his you're methods. Hear all of Ask him how his methods work. <laughs> 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 Uh, Inside a room. I guess. I guess this uh, is a general question for all all three of us. Seth Hovland. He asks, uh, "What is your favorite non-blindfolded event?" Tom, what do you mm-hmm. think? Like, um, like I don't. I don't really like. Oh, non-blindfolded event. Personally, it's just yeah. like three by three speed. Like to be honest, the the original, the classic event. But if it if it wasn't three by three, it'd either be two by two or four by four by four. I'm boring quite that. <laughs> Just like the classics, I don't really <laughs> yeah. like feet or one hand. Like they're kind of uninteresting to me. Oh, what about you, Chris? Um, yeah, pretty much the same for the the like gut answer would definitely be three by three. Um, that's that's my favorite. That's just it's the reason most of us are cubing is because we started on a three yeah. by three. But same if it can't be three by three. Um, no, I'd say for me probably fewest moves. Um, oh yeah, Fuse Moves is actually a lot of fun. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I'm working on. Uh, I don't know how they, how everybody pronounces it. Niss N I S S. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love, I love it. it. Oh, I love it so much. I'm trying the to get the solves look ridiculous when you do them. 
Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, invert it and stuff. By the way, for the people who don't understand, Ness is where you do, you invert a scramble if you can't find anything good on the existing scramble, and then do the solution to that scramble, and then invert the solution. So the inverted solution works on the original scramble. It just allows you to have like another scramble to work from. But when you when you perform the inverted solution on the scramble, it looks insane. It looks like um, a cube explorer so- solution at the end or something. Yeah. Uh. No, it's like I'm I'm not very good at it. Like I I kind of know how it works, but like that's what I'm working on now. It's is uh, I'd say fewest moves. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. By the way, I want to say um my my favorite event at the moment that's not a competition event even. Is, um, I've really got into Skube recently. For uh, oh, nice. I hate Skubes. I love <laughs> so much fun. I think I've Wait, got why do you hate Skubes? Andrew, why, why do you hate Skubes? <laughs> it is a cube-like object that doesn't turn like a 3x3. Three three. It makes me immediately angry. <laughs> it's really weird. Like If you do loads of Skube and then go back to a 3x3, three three, I try and turn it in ways that can't be turned. It's yeah. Really Gosh. It's like, I, um, it's like doing a 7x7. Seven and then going back to a 3x3, three three, and the 3x3 three three looks concave. It, oh, it's, it's like all... Yeah, yeah. If if Sarah Palin was holding a cube and shouting her usual rhetoric and crap, I would be more mad at the cube. <laughs> Just for being there in the shot. <laughs> nice. Oh my... It's... Why is, why doesn't it turn like a 3x3? Three three? It just gives me a headache. <laughs> well, that's the point, though. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah. any good at skew, but I, it's fun to do, but, like, I don't have any, you know, set method. I just kind of fiddle with it until I figure out how to solve it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> starting to get into it really hardcore. Like, I really want it to be an event just so I can compete in it. I, I, I hope I don't meet that inventor, because when I meet it, I'm just going to probably not say anything, but, you know, you... you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like um, Ui Mefa? I don't know if it was Mafia, but maybe. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I mean, that sounds that sounds reasonable, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like a Mafia's puzzle, but he he like takes a lot of other people's inventions and sells them as well. So it is even worse than like a magic that is screwed up, and you're trying to get it back <laughs> to normal. Oh, I hate that when yeah. like you do your solve, but you do the twist wrong or whatever, and yeah. you're like, "Wait, how do I get this back? What happened?" Uh, <laughs> you're like halfway through an average, and the guy's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, my disappro- uh I guess my event, my favorite non-blindfold event. <laughs> I really don't have a choice, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's gonna be. <laughs> uh, I don't know, three by three, uh, I guess. What else would you say? You don't do anything other than three by three. Yo, I I play StarCraft. That's my favorite. <laughs> hey, Andrew's Andrew's respectable on four by four. I remember that. Andrew's pretty good. Uh, I would. I, really? I'm, I'm 51 right now. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. I have Better seen me. these solves done in person. You know, pretty... you know what my method is? <laughs> what reduction? Uh, I do six six pair. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So I wait, do you all use the like uh, the Yao like cross centers no, method? No, I, Am I, I saying that right? Do... Like, yeah, yeah, it's Yao, but I don't I don't do reduction. I use K4, man. K4. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I know. I know Tom is using K4, but like, yeah, yeah. But um, when I do reduction, I use Yao. It's just, I think it's easier. Like, it, you make more more of the edges. It's like free pairs, basically. Yeah, like you don't cool. have well, to re- realign the sensors. Oh, um, brain fart. God damn it. 
<laughs> but it seems but like just... most people are switching to Yao these days. Yeah. But still, I just think it's awesome, uh, Tom, that you were that you were you know looking at four x four methods and just like, nah, I'm gonna come up with something new. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just love that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it with um. Actually, I did it with Skeeb. You know, like I've I've been really into Skeeb recently. I was just like, hmm. Grab this. I saw the Skeeb scrambled in my draw. Picked it out and thought, hmm, I'm gonna make a method for this. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah, that's a secret though. Let's stop talking about Skeeb because <laughs> it's giving me cancer. <laughs> <laughs> You're so livid. Sorry, Andrew. God. Uh, oh, oh my. Uh, man, damn. Okay. Uh, moving on, I guess. So, the random catch of the day this week is the topic, Faz must be cheating, which is where some guy decided that um, he thought that Faz was cheating somehow. His explanation is that he had easy scrambles or something, but um, basically he's apparently got some kind of proof, and with he's saying loads of um, things about how he should make the competition more fair by um, throwing out um, scrambles with easy crosses and stuff. Which is a ridiculous idea for so many reasons. Yeah, this makes, <laughs> this, uh, this guy, really you know, bugs me quite a lot. But before we go into that, um, new world record average, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. didn't even talk about that. Amazing, amazing. too. Sub nine. Yeah. yeah. Totally amazing. Like that blew my mind. That was cool. Yeah, uh, let's. No one, no one's anywhere near it at the moment. Let's go through the five songs real quick. Nine point three six, fourteen eleven, which was the slow one. 8.02, 8.91, and 7.94, which was the fast one. So that equals 8.52, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, can I, I just say as well, um, yeah. you know, his uh, his solves were on yellow, white, yellow, yellow, white. Like, he, he didn't use any other colors that time. It's pretty funny. He When I asked him about it, he was like, yeah, just color neutral. Just God. It just seemed to be those crosses were the best every time, I guess. That that was the proof that, that well the quote proof that Yang was trying to use uh, I don't know if I'm saying yeah, that right yeah. the guy that posted the thread uh, he worked out really the odds true. of that it's like 1.9 percent but that in an average of five but that that doesn't seem unreasonable to me like 1.9 yeah that, that doesn't percent. prove anything anyway however much the percentage is because what if it even if it's ridiculous how it had to happen something had to happen so yeah like, it's just like, that that happened. Yeah, and 2%, that's like 1 in every 50 averages. That's not, you know, if it was like 1 in every 200,000, it might be like, okay, that's noticeable, but 1 in every 50 doesn't seem yeah. unreasonable. To and He's, even though it's noticeable, it's just, yeah, that's just what happened. There's nothing to touch about it. And on top of that, he's already, already proven that he can do this speed consistently. You know yeah, that he's exactly. already he's already had a sub-8 average of 12. Yeah. That's insane. Sub-8 <laughs> like, average that's of 12. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a low seven too, not like barely sub eight, but it was like a full like sub sub seven point five maybe. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. It is. He's done sub uh, sub ten average of a thousand. You know. Of a thousand. 
Oh, my God. You know what's yeah. funny, though? Like, speed cubing is really catching up and is not that far behind sport stacking in terms of their cycle times. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like it, well, I mean, like, if you got, like, a seven-second solve in sports stacking now, that's definitely fast. Uh, the really good people are getting, like, really? sixes, 6.5s. Like yeah. Maybe, like, a low six or a high five. So I remember um, back in the day, was it Emily Fox? She had, like, a seven-second world record. Oh, yeah, and that's still oh, for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really They didn't use the stack. Uh, they had a guy holding a stopwatch, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> remember that. But they, they video analysis. They use video analysis, though, which yeah. is actually a... That's something that, oh. like, makes sense for them because it happens so quickly and they have so many rules about did your hands touch here or there. But, like, no, I just yeah. think it's funny that, like, speed cubing is almost, if not a little bit faster than sports stacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, does speed cubing allow? No, that, that doesn't allow video analysis, right? Uh, WCA board members can use it. You know, for like, you know, the whole matches QC thing. And yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. generally, no. Not for like deciding about plus twos or anything. Like, yeah, just, and that's because uh, the David Allen solve in 2003. Like, oh, we really? weren't sure if it was a plus two, and uh, so it was something about. I don't remember these the specifics exactly, but they had to use, uh, like, his timer malfunctioned. On a really uh, fast okay. solve for the time, so they gave him yeah. his time based on video analysis. Wow! And, and like really? it was just kind of a, a big, it was a whole big to do. So yeah, yeah. Do you think that that would be possible in the near future? Because um, I would say the only people who would, you know, take advantage of this are fast people because people, uh, the fans would obviously record them, but like other slow slower people wouldn't be able to, you know. Yeah, it's too expensive to do for everyone. Yeah, and yeah, not everyone so. has the means to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about that later. But um, this this guy is Chinese, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. I guess. They said he posted on the Chinese forum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's saying, uh, he says he cheated on this, but, uh, you know, just to lightly hit on this, we're not, we're not flaming or anything. He did uh, a long time ago two years ago or something he uh, fast posted a really fast solve and he said he set up the scramble and did the cross first before he, yeah. he actually did the solve yeah but um, he I, I saw some posts by Faz where he was saying like yeah I did it and I'm, I'm not gonna do it again basically and he didn't and so yeah he like um, that's fair enough I guess he cheated he admitted his mistake he apologized and it was unofficial, so that was okay. And yeah, uh, exactly. Like his competition times prove that he's he's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so I think what Faz has accomplished with his practice, his discipline, his talent, um, he deserves it. And for someone to be jealous and try to take away from that is kind of a shame, in my in my uh, honest opinion. Yeah, but. He, everyone can see through it. Everyone is just laughing at the guy who's posting this thread, basically. Even in apparently in the yeah. Chinese forum, they're doing the same. Really? Which but like, funny. I also feel bad. Like, I just I feel like there should be a place for concerns like this in the event that it is legit. But I feel like Yang should have gone to the WCA board, not posted on the forum. You know, because yeah, the board should have investigated it. They would have, you know, as I'm sure, discovered that there's nothing going on because he did this under official competition yeah. conditions. There's not a way to cheat. But like. I just feel like he, he maybe Yang shouldn't have done what he did. Like he should have approached the board, not posted a thread. Yeah. Uh, may, so valid concern. He but the way he addressed it was wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, like, everybody's going to have opinions on what's going on, but I think the board should be the, the group to investigate this, not just... I mean, I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough thing to call, like, because I, I, I don't think Fast could cheat. I don't think there's a way you can cheat. Like, he's legit. His times are that fast. Yeah, that yeah. Good. So no, he couldn't cheat. Like, uh, the way he's doing it, he'd have to like. There's so many things he'd have to have in place to cheat. Like, all the times, even when people are just like, yeah, show me solve in real life, and he's showing them like sub eights and stuff. Like, and yeah. they scramble. And how how would he get away with that? And like, the delegate needs to be in on it and stuff. It's just too unfeasible. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, I guess before we go on, uh, congratulations, Faz. It was as amazing. Keep up, keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. congrats, Faz. Yeah. <laughs> keep and going, <laughs> and don't let your and don't let your ego catch up with your soft speed. <laughs> What's next? Like sub eight. That's the way it's yeah, going. Yeah, sub eight's next. Yeah, he's broken sub but, ten and sub nine. So, but I. Uh, I know he's gonna stay an honest guy, and I and I truly believe that he's a good guy. So. Oh yeah, he has no reason to yeah. lie. And uh, yeah, congrats and uh, and Chris, it was lovely to have you on. You are such a good friend of mine, and it was such a fun time to uh, make stupid jokes with you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, Andrew, I, I consider you a good friend, and, and Tom, as always, it's awesome talking with you. And uh, yeah, thanks yeah, guys it's for been good to on. speak to you like in real time for once instead of just messages and stuff. Oh, I know, and like Tom and I are always having debates on the forum about whatever is going yeah. on. <laughs> like the, the most recent one was about um, probability. Yeah, that was it. I don't know. Oh, the CLL like, like OLL yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We we're yeah. just explaining. I was like trying to explain why I didn't think something was right, and yeah, yeah, it was cool. We just came to a like instead of an argument, it's more like coming to a conclusion, I guess. Yeah, like I was hoping it didn't come across like it, like we were arguing. I meant it just as like an open debate yeah. of like yeah. Well, awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciated it. Cool. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Talk to you later, man. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you again. Catch you later. And, Tom, guess what time it is? Uh, I think it's time for um, quick-fire questions. Quick-fire questions. Alrighty. You want to go first? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. No, I'll go first. first I have good questions. No, I want to go first again. Okay, okay. Is my... Obviously, for those who don't know what quickfire questions are, um, you guys send us uh, questions in our separate email accounts. We read them on the show in quickfire fashion, make them silly, and uh, it's generally a lot of fun. I get mine from uh, email, I guess, and Tom does too. That was stupid. Anyway, Tom, are you you ready for your eight questions? Oh, you're going to ask me questions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, dear. (laughs) I'm always worried about this. You ready? You ready? I'm cool. All right. I was born Seth Hovland, he asks, Would you rather live in a McDonald's restroom for the rest of your life or permanently move to North Korea? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I guess the restroom would be really boring, so I just got to North Korea. It's like, because as as oppressed as it is, it's really funny. Land of famine and... Koreans, you gotta, you can't speak Korean. Yeah, well, I'll still, I'll be able to talk to people. Uh, there'll be more interaction than just chilling in a restroom. Then again, yeah, I, I, will will the restroom have Wi-Fi? Because if I have no. Wi-Fi, uh, okay, no. You Korea. know they don't have internet in Korea, right? <laughs> yeah, I North know, Korea. but uh, like it's either internet or like, well, there's no internet in the bathroom either. So, 
Well, McDonald's now has free Wi-Fi. I'm pretty sure you could be able to grab a connection now. Oh, okay then. Yeah, I'd chill in the bathroom with a <laughs> with a netbook for the rest of my days. I like how I was able to uh, convince you to change your answer. <laughs> All I need is IRC, man. I'd be set for the rest of my life. Cool. Uh, uh, Sarah Strong asks, uh, raw puppy meat or giraffe? <laughs> Um, I think, uh, like, the the giraffe lamb would probably make me vomit or something. Um, but it's raw puppy giraffe. meat too, man. So? It's, it's fine, I've got an appendix. How much... I'll be able to. How much meat can we actually get from a little puppy, though? You might, you might be eating several puppies. <laughs> several? Several, maybe a dozen. Can okay, you live... How, how much phlegm is there? <laughs> Well, do I have to eat them all at once? This, I, like, this question is very not detailed. He, she should have sent in uh, the amounts of. <laughs> yeah, I like we're going we're I'll going into go. what? I'll probably go with the puppies. Okay. Also, it'd be interesting to see what they taste like because people can say like, "Oh, have you ever eaten dog?" And you're like, "Yeah, I ate it raw." But if it's no one ever says, "Have you ever eaten giraffe?" Lamb? I guess yeah, so, but whatever. I don't think it's meant to be eaten, but yeah. Laser Bunny, and that's probably a fake name, but uh, Laser Bunny uh, asks, cakes, cupcakes, or pancakes? Um, what's the difference between cakes and cupcakes? C- cupcakes are just smaller cakes, right? Cupcakes, yeah, are the smaller ones with no, the frosting no on No one really top says cake. cupcakes in England. They're just, they're just cakes. Uh, uh, this is what the this is what the question says. I'm just yeah, yeah, you know, cool, the messenger. Cool. Come uh, on, I'm, I'm replying <laughs> to the viewers. Um, just cake, cake. Yeah, I love cake. Wait, what was the third option again? Pancakes. Uh, yeah, cake. I don't really like. <laughs> Alrighty, that. I love cake. Unless uh, uh, they're the kind of pancakes you know, like you get pancakes in McDonald's, and then you can get pancakes that are made out of like homemade ones. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably go with. Um, actually, no, still no. I just go with cake. <laughs> All right, uh, Cyrus Cola, Cyrus Cola. I, I, I'm probably butchering this name. Uh, Cyrus asks, uh, if you could ban one speed-solving member, who would it be and why? Uh, Ooh, this is uh, a dangerous question. <laughs> it's not dangerous. I have many enemies already. Um, <laughs> oh God, That's so many possibilities. It's like I'm in the Garden of Eden or something, or in a sweet shop. Um, you know, let's start with a top three and then work our way down. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I- I'm trying to think now. <laughs> like, names are coming into my head, but I don't want to say them. Um, uh, these are like indefinite bands, right? Oh, who's, yes. Who's, oh, this, I'm, I'm sure there's like some idiot. <laughs> um, I- I'm like browsing the forum now to try. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, that's oh, my gosh. I know. It, um, you know, <laughs> Ben nineteen ninety six one two three. I think I know him, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave you to that. You can, you know, talk with him if he messages you. <laughs> no, that's cool. Okay. He he already hates me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. for another day. Anyway. Anyway, Michael Perkins he asks, robots or ninjas? Um. Robots, I guess. They're more fun. Uh, you can ninjas are like you can't really use ninjas to your advantage. <laughs> They're just out for themselves, really. Unless I had like an army of ninjas. That yeah. Would-
Mm. It's it's plural, so you can have him as many as. Oh, okay you want. then. Yeah, it'd be good to have an army of ninjas. It's just like it's like <laughs> ultimate protection. Like, say you're walking down the street or something, and a guy starts and you and like starts to um, try to mug you or something, and suddenly ninjas come out from everywhere. Like, there's one stood behind him and he didn't even realize. There we go. Do you know the inner? Do you know the internet meme that if you see a ninja, that means you're one second away from dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a quote where someone says, like, um, I once saw a ninja kill someone just because they opened a window. <laughs> like, what? That's, that's kind of an overreaction. Uh, amazing. Uh, let's see. <laughs> ST, ST Tran asks, if you could be any type of cheese, what would you be? Uh, any type of cheese? I can't even think of types of cheese. Um, yeah, I can only think of American. American. Um, well, hard cheese. Hard cheese. Well, I can only think of like hard and soft cheese, and I prefer hard cheese. <laughs> I, I think being soft cheese would be like... It soft. What's, what's the difference between soft and hard cheese? I don't you understand. Know, soft cheese is like you spread it on stuff. Oh, like it's a like, creamy thing. Do you have like thing. Dairy Lee? No, I don't dry. know. Dry. What the hell's dry? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your answer? Um, hard cheese. Hard cheese, okay. I guess I'll go with the same. Uh, Brandon Nguyen uh, asks, which would you rather have? Sub 0. 0.5 2x2 single or sub 5 3x3 single? Um, well, the, the um, sub 0.5... Two by two single would probably be like two moves, so it'd be more impressive to get a sub five three by three single. Although um, I'd be happy with either. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, the the uh, three by three world record sub five time, of course. Alrighty. Um. Okay. I I I think four people asked this question in oh. separate emails. All right. Matthew Judd, Morton Arborg. Michael Perkins and Blaine Lai, they all asked, what the F is Aki? <laughs> uh, he's hes just this guy, you know. Uh, I can't really divulge more information than that, I'm afraid. <laughs> is it inappropriate? Um, somewhat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I knew this would happen sooner or later. Basically, all you need to know is I just post pictures on the forum of him. <laughs> and he's just a dude. Yeah, he's very cute. Okay. <laughs> TV. Alrighty. And that's it. That was the last one. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't counting, so whatever. <laughs> that was interesting. Okay, um, time for your questions. Let's do it. Bring it on, buddy. <laughs> this first one's brilliant. <laughs> okay. I'm I ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, cool. So, um, Sarah Strong asks, there's a muffin talking to an elephant. How many gazelles are knitting scarves for the purple worm that is running a 70k race on a unicycle going 4 kilometers an hour with a wing resistance of 71%? Note the tire pressure of the unicycle is at 97 kilopascals. What? <laughs> no, what's, what's this question trying to ask? <laughs> I'm surprised they even managed to read it without getting confused. <laughs> what's it trying to ask? I, I have... <laughs> that, that's why like I read the question I was like oh, you're gonna have no idea what this is uh, read, read it one more time Sl- uh, uh, and uh, enunciate so I can understand okay let's see there's a muffin 
talking to an elephant. How many gazelles are knitting scarves for the purple worm that is running a 70-kilometer race on a unicycle going 4 kilometers an hour with a wind resistance of 71%? Okay, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> how many what? Um, how many gazelles are knitting scarves for the purple worm? What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, Sarah, you're killing me. Uh, my, my, my answer is David Blaine. Let's go. Next one. Nice. Good answer. Okay. The next one is from Laser Bunny. Um, do you like to wear dead animals on your head? I'm not a hat person. So no then. Well, I put, uh, like, um, gel on my hair, and if that's made from animal product, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that would technically be wearing dead animal on my head, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. Um... Ichan Zero says <laughs> I found what he said in um, afterwards is really funny he said would you rather eat your dog or your cat and then he says P.S. my sister ate her dog <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> um, my dog or my cat let's see um, I hate cats I would rather eat my cat and keep my dog ah uh, okay <laughs> yeah you, you don't you don't screw with dogs. I, love oh, I, dog. I prefer cats. I don't have a dog. I don't have a dog, but if I had one, I would love him. Oh, but you have a cat. You said you. I don't. Ha- I don't have a cat either. Oh, but okay. If I had one of each, I would eat my cat. I would probably put him in some uh, Asian soup of some sort, and uh, <laughs> obviously, I would shave it first. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going into too much detail. Go on. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. Cyrus Cola says. Um, he says, "Kill one, bang one, marry one," for a member of the each member of the speed solving forum. He said, "You can substitute bang for something else if he thinks it's inappropriate." But whatever. He, I think he was supposed to like name three people to apply these to, but I couldn't be bothered thinking of three people that were suitable. So pick any three members of the forum. Kill one, marry one, and have relations with one. Yeah, essentially. Uh, I would. I would kill you. Um, Thanks. I would bang Joey, and I would marry Mike Huey. Oh, good, good answer. Yeah. I think a lot of people <laughs> go for Mike. Okay, cool. Luke Weedner says, What do you think is the fastest, Lightning, Google Chrome, or Firefox? Fastest? Yeah. Well, I browse, browse on Chrome while Firefox is loading, so that's my answer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Okay, so Will Ballard says, um, would you rather have no access to bacon or no knowledge whatsoever of cubing? No! <laughs> Why? Good question. Uh, no bacon or no cubing. <laughs> oh, God. Now, now, am I allowed to... Now, if I choose cubing, am I allowed to eat like a... a man-made bacon what do you mean like you know they have like soy meat and that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah no 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 bacon substitute either uh, you, uh, you're not allowed to eat now if up. I continue cubing will I get the world record average um maybe uh that doesn't help um <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
by the way, while we're talking about bacon, I just want to say, I saw a product recently. It was like, it was a bacon product. You might like it. It was, you know, like you get mayonnaise. Yeah. This was this was called baconase. Bacon ma- baconase. Yes. <laughs> I want to buy one. <laughs> it's it's mayonnaise and bacon mixed together. It's amazing. I want to try one. Yeah, I just um, thought I'd tell you that before you made your decision. God. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bite the bullet. I'm gonna have to go with cubing. Okay. That's cool. It's cool. That, that so way. Good. That way I can keep doing this podcast, right, guys? I love you, listeners. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Michael Perkins asks, if you had a banana slug, what would its name be? What's a banana slug? I don't know. I assume it's some kind of slug <laughs> that goes in 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 bananas. You know... Um, oh, it's a very large jo- jungle. You know uh, John Tana- Tanamus? Yeah. Tamanus? Him and I have a running joke uh, and uh, about how I um, pronounce his last name wrong, and uh, I say Tananas now. So, uh, that's what yeah. I would name him, Tananas the Slug. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so Michael Perkins also asks, do you have a method for cube maintenance? Cube maintenance? Um, I soak it in warm water, cube it a bit, and use a toothbrush to uh, wipe all the lube off. I dry each piece individually, um, then I lube it. Really? Uh, yeah. That seems like a lot yeah. of effort. I just squirt some lube in. You know, I, after that, I uh, go to bed with it, stroke his hair, you know, <laughs> read a love poems. Does it have a name? John. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's your question. I just realized one. it's kind of gay. Uh, I changed <laughs> the name to uh, uh, Megan. No, that sounds like a fat woman. Hey. Um I don't know, Megan, I guess. Call like Michelle. Michelle? Okay, that's good. That's Michelle the Cube. Okay. <laughs> that was interesting. That was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, that was Quickfire Questions. I get my questions uh, at uh, cubeandrew at gmail.com. If you want to ask Tom a question, send that to cubeandrew at gmail.com. If you want to ask me a question, send that to Tom, which is at cubetom at gmail.com. That, and you spell Tom as T-H-O-M at gmail.com. And um, please remember to send us uh, US 2010 CubeCast Live ideas. You know, If you want to see something on the show, if you want to see a specific person, if you have any specific questions... Send that to cubecast at gmail.com. We really need your suggestions so that we can actually have stuff to talk about during the three-hour span of the competition. So send all your general questions to cubecast at gmail.com. Next week is going to be Roe Hessler. Yeah. 2009 yeah. Uh, U.S. champion, general, fast guy. Yeah, he yeah, just he posted just... a video of a sub-9 average of 12. Yeah. By the way. That's crazy. Which is insane. Is he like the second person who's done that? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, Fast has the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So send the quick fire questions. Um, send us questions and suggestions for the U.S. competition stream. It's going to be 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. every day for the competition days. Um, donations. We actually had two people donate this week. It was JT Malpin and uh, Roe Hessler. So 
thanks a lot for both of you guys for contributing to the show and becoming sponsors. We really appreciate it, and we really like all of you guys to uh, contribute to the show as well. If you think the show is quality product and something worth contributing to, you know, there's a PayPal donation button on the right side of the website, which is at cubecastpodcast.com. And also on the same site, you can go to the store section and buy t-shirts for $15 each. That's free shipping as well. So the t-shirts are going to be on order for about 10 days. After that 10 days, I'm going to close it, send the shirts to be made and ship them out. And uh, yeah, so please buy it as soon as possible. And what else, Tom? Um, uh, you can visit the website for more information at cubecastpodcast.com. And that's about yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. That oh, was a nice show, long as crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, it's been like two hours total recording. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Anyway, and that's the show. Uh, have a nice day, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. No, dude, yeah. that was funny though, and especially when you were like, and then I'll probably make it into some kind of a stew. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like that's what I was like. I was like LMAO. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, what this episode episode should be called. The last one was called like, um, what was the last one called? I'm too, I'm late too lazy for diabetes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what should be the title for this show? Raw puppy meat. Maybe. Raw puppy meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what did we talk about? I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> well, that was the rub, rub help of me. Um, um, maybe. Oh, whatever. Hey, hey, nice license plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, sh- I should write that down. Okay. Yeah, that was- <laughs>